It's time for Tales of Terror, only on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Jenny, what the hell? Oh, Kyle. Uh, sorry about that. Thought you were someone else. Someone else? Someone you greet at the door with a handgun? Uh, yeah. Who? Not that dumbass you used to hook up with. Total loser bait. But I doubt you'd need a gun to keep him away. No, not him. No, I thought you might have been... Well, Santa Claus... Santa Claus? You thought I might have been Santa Claus? Yeah. Look, I know it sounds nuts. Oh no, it makes all the sense in the world. I'm surprised more people don't greet Santa armed to the teeth. You do know Santa isn't real, right? Like, he's a myth? I wish that were true. Believe me, Kyle, Santa's as real as you and I are. And he's a serial killer. A serial killer. This is a joke. You're setting me up for something, right? If only I was. Then I could enjoy Christmas like everyone else does. I've been waiting up here all day, waiting till midnight. And what happens then? It'll be Christmas Day. It'll be safe to go outside again. Why is that? Because Santa will be locked up again until next Christmas Eve. I see. You do? No, not at all. I was just trying to be nice. Seeing as it's an hour till midnight, how about you explain all of this to me? Okay. You remember that snowstorm a while back? The year I moved to Portland? Oh yeah, that was a weird one. I mean, a major snowstorm in Portland? Freezing rain is one thing here, but deep snow? That was one for the record books. I was working at Powell's Books at the time. It was Christmas Eve and I didn't really know anyone, so I figured I'd let everyone else go home and... I'd stay behind and close up the shop. All right, that's about everything. Little dinner, maybe some eggnog and rum. Yeah, that sounds good too. What the hell? He came crashing in from the front window like he'd been flying through the air. A man with a pale complexion, dressed in all black. Sorry about that. I try to find something witty to say at moments like this, but time has caught me up, so I'll just settle for... Hi, my name's Byron. Sorry about this, but our lives are in terrible jeopardy. What? How? Uh, what? Then that's when I first saw him. He was dressed just as the story always told. A portly, white-bearded man, wearing a red coat with a white collar, cuffs, 
and black leather boots. But instead of carrying a bag full of gifts for children, he held a large battle axe in his hands. Deep red blood was dripping off the end of it. There's no escape for you, pale man. I've dreamt of this moment for centuries. Tonight you die at my hands. Byron ducked as the axe swung over his head. The heavy blade became lodged in a stack of those tank bread novels. Byron reached out and grabbed my hand and then pulled me off, deeper into the bookshop. I'm sorry I've been dragged into this. What the hell is going on? Who was that guy? He looked just like... like... Yes, I know, Santa Claus. So why is a guy dressed like Santa trying to kill you? He's not dressed like Santa, he is Santa. And he's trying to kill you? Yes, come on. can't hide forever. Where's the broom cupboard? Broom cupboard? You know where you keep all the mops, brooms, and cleaning supplies. Oh, the the janitor's closet. It's just down here. I led Byron to the closet. He started fishing around in his coat and pulled out a skeleton key. Isn't this fun? (laughs) Pale man, stop being a coward. Come out and face me as a warrior. What are we going to do? Just hide in there? Nothing so mundane. He shoved the key into the lock and then turned the handle. Throwing open the door, Byron dragged me inside. Where we ended up was definitely not inside a janitor's closet. stepped into what I thought was some gothic cathedral. Huge marble floors, stone arches supporting the ceiling. But it looked to have been given a Christmas makeover. Decorations hung from the ceiling. Flashing strings of lights were wound around the various stair banisters. A Christmas tree that stood over 20 feet tall occupied the center of the lobby. I never knew this was in the shop. It's not. The broom cupboard door is just one of many that leads back to my tower, but only if you're using the right key. This is not good. What's not good? All of this Christmas stuff, it's not good. I think it's beautiful. It's like a Christmas wonderland. That's just it. It's not supposed to be here. Nicholas must have breached the defenses. Defenses? What does that mean? It means he has control of this environment. Nothing is what it seems. We're in grave danger. (laughs) Danger? From a Christmas tree? Maybe not the Christmas tree, but that snowman with the bow and arrow wants to hurt us. Come on, run! Byron and I ran up the staircase to a long hallway. It looked to stretch off into infinity. But, like everything else, it was blanketed in snow. Christmas lights and decorations. They were everywhere. As we started down the hallway, a door in along the wall smashed open. A large creature covered in white fur lumbered out before us. What the hell is that? It's the Bumble Run! The what? The abominable snow monster of the north. What? You've never seen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer before? Of course I have. But what do we do about it? Is 
you come Cornelius around? Maybe he can help us. I hope not. The Winter Warlock turned him into a snow zombie. A snow zombie? Yes, and a rather aggressive one at that, obsessed with silver and gold. In here, quickly! That door won't hold him for long. Look, just what the hell is going on? One minute I'm closing up the shop at work, the next I've been thrown into some warped Christmas adventure. Here are the Cliff's notes. Santa is real, but evil. He has a grudge against me and wants revenge. Somehow he has used his powers to take control of my home, which means that there's a very good chance he's going to get his Christmas wish this year. It's all I've ever wanted, Pale Man. I would endure perdition's flames, as long as I knew you were dead and I had been the one to kill you. Where are you? All around you. As you pointed out to the young lady, I have taken control of your realm. I intend to use it to destroy you. Not very sporting, is it? (laughs) No, it's not. But I've never been one to play fair. Oh, look. It's clear I've gotten in the middle of something. (laughs) I'm not really part of any of this, so... Would it be okay if I just popped off back home? Yes. Why not let her go, Nicholas? This is between you and me. She has no part in it. Oh, on the contrary. Once I've disposed of you, Pale Man, there is much I shall do with her. (laughs) It's been far too long since I last had the chance to, uh... (laughs) Entertain myself with a mortal woman. (laughs) What? Is he saying what I think he's saying? Oh no, nothing so melodramatic. Well, that's a relief. He's just going to take you back to the North Pole and torture you to death. Probably using candy canes. He's got a lot of experience with him. And somehow that's supposed to make me feel better? Like I said, Santa's evil. He's a very disturbed person. You don't want to know what horrors he can commit with eggnog. We need to go. By the way, I don't think I caught your name. Jenny. Jenny Guyman. Nice to meet you, Jenny. I just wish the circumstances were better. Let's go. We ran from one hallway down another. All the while we were under constant attack. We take a turn and come under attack from the likes of a Charlie in the box. Then... After narrowly getting away from him, we'd be assaulted by Frosty the Snowman, who had a chainsaw, of all things. Happy birthday! Hey, I said my first words, but Snowman can't talk. It took a lot of work and more than a little luck to elude our attackers. And then we ran into Rudolph. Behind this bookcase, quickly. It's pointless for you to escape, Pale Man. It's time for you to pay for what you put the Master through. Is that really Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Unless you know another Red-Nosed Reindeer. His nose is shooting laser beams at us. What do you think makes it glow? Give up now and I'll make your deaths painless. Well... Maybe for the girls, but yours, Pale Man. Oh, no, 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 no. You must suffer for your crimes. Thanks for the offer. Then we'll pass. What crime is he talking about? 
It's a really long story and more than a little complicated. Let's just say I'm the reason Santa and his creations are no longer allowed to slay people. However, it does seem they found a way around that. Byron fished around in his coat and pulled out a shiny red ornament. The kind you'd see hanging from a Christmas tree. It looked to be made of glass. And what are you going to do with that? Watch. With that, Byron threw the ornament over the bookcase. The glass shattered. Oh my god. You... You blew up Rudolph! It's no less than he deserves. He's a complete bastard. And he cheated at cards. Look, the world is better off without him. Fine. But what are we going to do now? We can't keep running around like this. Sooner or later, they're going to catch us. I can't deny that. So what are we going to do about it? We go in here. And this is... what? The center of my home. My study. The one room I've been trying to get to all evening. The study was unlike any of the other rooms in Byron's home. There were no decorations, flashes of light, or snow upon any of the surfaces. It was devoid of any Christmas influence that held dominion on the rest of the tower. It was large and hexagonal in shape. A series of bookshelves were set into each of the walls and they stretched up to the roof. There were chairs here and there, a drawing board, and a large stone fireplace. In the center of the room was a wooden table. Upon it sat a large glass sphere set into a circular wooden base. It took me a moment to realize that what I was looking at was a snow globe, only it was completely empty. Byron started walking toward it. He made it all of three feet. Then, Santa manifested in the air before us. Welcome, pale man! Byron! <laughs> You're late! I thought you'd have gotten here much sooner. Oh. You expected us to come here? Of course! I knew you'd work it all out sooner or later. What's he talking about? This room is at the very center of the tower. Okay, but I don't understand. Why does that matter? Because this is the room I empty the snow globe in. Ground zero, so to speak. It's why this room remained normal while the rest of the tower was turned into the Winter Wonderland. Did you know we'd make it here alive? Oh, not really. But I suspected. While my minions are some of the most lethal creatures in the whole of creation, you are the Pale Man. A most cunning being. <laughs> I never had a doubt you'd find a way around them. But the game is over now. So this is it? You're gonna kill me now? Well, it is very tempting, but no. I thought that's what this whole thing was about. You getting your revenge on Byron? No, not revenge. What I want is my freedom. Ah, I see. Well, I sure as hell don't. Maybe one of you could explain it to me? In order for Nicholas to gain his freedom, someone has to take his place. Become the patron saint of children. I think I see. In other words, he wants you to become Santa Claus. Exactly, young lady. And in return, I will go free. And if I refuse? Well then, you die. 
the girl dies, uh, then I go on a killing spree until the powers that be lock me away for another year. Hmm, quite the predicament. Become the new Santa or die. So, what would I need to do? What, uh, so, what, what, you accept? Well, you have to admit it beats being run through with a sword. With a dark smile, Santa walked over next to the empty snow globe. It's quite easy, actually. You simply place your hand upon the snow globe. That's it. I don't have to recite the night before Christmas or pray to the sugar plum fairies while I do it. It's a simple transference of power. Once you touch the globe, you become the new patron saint of children. And you walk away free to do what? Rape, pillage, and make a general nuisance of yourself? No, I thought I might take up beekeeping for a century or two. A hobby more than anything else. That's a nice trade. Did it myself for a spell once during the Dark Ages. You're not really going to do this, are you, Byron? You're going to become Santa and let this psychopath free on the world? What choice do I have? I mean, it's not like I can reach out and shove Nicholas's hand onto the snow globe now, is it? Which is exactly what Byron did. Taking Santa completely by surprise, he grabbed him by his free arm and slammed his open palm down upon the surface of the snow globe. Santa's body became stiff and frozen. The snow globe began to glow bright red. What, what have you done? Did you really expect me just to roll up and take your place? You're so naive, Nicholas. Truly a second-rate adversary. The tower started rocking as if in the grasp of an earthquake. All the while, the snow globe was glowing brighter and brighter. It's time for you to go home now, Nicholas. You have been very naughty, Byron. I, I will be free of this curse one day, pale man. And then I will feast upon your flesh. Perhaps, but not today. Merry Christmas, Santa. See you next year. And with that, there was a sudden burst of blinding Christmas lights. What? What's happened? Where's the snow globe gone? Back where it belongs. And... and Santa? Locked away for another year. And just in time, it's Christmas morning. Why is that important? One of the rules. Nicholas has to be back in his cage come midnight Christmas Eve. Oh. I see. Okay. So what happens now? Now? Now you go on with your life. I'm sorry you got dragged into the fray, Jenny. It should never have happened. But now that it's over... What? Now that it's over, I go back to my old life like this never happened? How do you expect me to lead a normal life now that I know about all of this? You just do. So that's it. Sorry you got involved. Have a nice Christmas. What do I do if Santa gets free again? I mean, is he going to come after me? I won't lie. That's always going to be a possibility. But so long as I'm his prime target, I wouldn't worry about it. So I'll be fine, as long as he doesn't find a way to kill you first? That's one way of looking at it. Now, time for you to go home, Jenny Guyman. Byron reached out and put his index finger on my forehead, and I, uh... I fell into a deep sleep. I woke up the next morning to find myself safe and warm in my bed. It was like nothing had happened the night before. As if it had all been nothing but a dream. I think that's all it was, Jenny. I mean, think about it. It is a fantastic story, I'll give you that. 
but how can any of it possibly be real? I was there, Kyle. I saw it happen. I don't think so. More likely you came home. You were feeling lonely on Christmas Eve and had a few too many drinks. Fell asleep and dreamt the whole thing. I'm telling you, it's all real. So you really believe that not only is Santa real, but Rudolph and Frosty and all the others are real as well. But they're all evil. And some mysterious guy named Byron is the only one keeping them in line? That's right. Well, it's midnight. If Santa was going to come by and slay you, I take it he would have done so by now. So you're safe. For now. Well, why don't we go down to Peacock Lane and see all the Christmas lights? I bet they look... He came through the broken doorway, looking just as fierce and terrifying as I last remembered him. And carrying the same bloody battle axe with him. <laughs> Hello, Jenny. I've made my list. I've checked it twice, and you have been very naughty. Oh my god, it's real. It's all real. <laughs> Santa threw a candy cane that had a sharpened tip to it. The candy cane sank into Kyle's forehead. He was dead before his body hit the floor. I quickly brought up my pistol and fired several shots at Santa. Oh, please! Did you think that that would have any effect on me? You're supposed to be locked away now. The rules say you have to be locked away by midnight. I've never bothered with such trivialities. Byron will find a way to stop you. You know that. He'll stop you. Oh, Byron, he is a very busy man at the moment. The whole structure of creation is being rearranged by Lord Logan. <laughs> Tis why I've come to see you this Christmas instead of he. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the sky... Not a peep could be heard except poor Jenny's cry. <laughs> no! No! What? listening to the Byron Chronicles, Season 4, Episode 10, Father Christmas, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Darren Marlar as St. Nicholas, Carissa DeWitt as Jenny, Peter Cat as Kyle, and Scott Z as Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Music by Shadows Symphony, Kevin McLeod, Mayu, and royalty-free music. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. Script edited by George S. Nader. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. This is Darren Marlar. Merry Christmas from Eric Busby Presents. Coming in 2014, The Byron Chronicles Season 5, The Age of Lucifer. Only from Eric Busby Presents. Tuesday Terror really gets the nerves on edge and gives you a nice, healthy fear of the dark. 
For a change, catch Bells in the Bat Free, where your nerves will still be on edge, but with a nice, healthy fear of bad puns, silly situations, and absurd plots. Bells in the Bat Free, in Friday Follies and every other week in Sunday Showcase. Just keep telling yourself, it's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>